and welcome to Chapter Select at the Movies. As per usual, I'm your host, Jens, with me also, your host, Randy Isbo. Hey, man, how's it going? Episode 2 Episode of two, The it's Last go- of Us. I'm ready. Going very well, at least as far as The Last of Us goes. You know, whatever yeah. else is happening in our lives, The Last of Us continues to deliver. It's all that matters. It's all about fungus. Exactly. <laughs> and um, especially all about fungus is the prologue on this episode, which mm-hmm. now makes me wonder, like, okay, is this going to be, like, one of the main things that sets this apart from the game, that every episode we're going to get a little bit of flashback world building Mm-hmm. at some other you know last time it was the 1960s now it's 2003 again which is where we started but it basically means it's like just prior to the outbreak uh in indonesia uh following this you know she's a fungus expert who gets you know pulled away uh from lunch and she thinks that like you know am i under arrest like what's going on with this oppressive regime that i'm living under but no uh you know they've got their first infected basically and that's mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I assume the implication is that that's the world's first kind of discovery, like that that's the beginning of the outbreak, um, mm-hmm. that that was in Indonesia. Um, it, it was also fun hearing, you know, expressions like stop the spread, expressions that, uh, <laughs> you know, were uh, ubiquitous in the last couple of years that really were not in the original game. Right. So it, it definitely seems like the they've somewhat updated it to move with the times a little bit to like make it like, Oh yeah, no bring more real life pandemic things in for verisimilitude. Cause that's what people mm-hmm. know. And, and that's how people would think it would go now, uh, as opposed to what we knew when we made the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of what they've done. They've thrown little nods to the, the COVID-19 stuff that we've all gone through. or still going through or whatever you, you want to look at it with. Uh, they did that at the first episode where they're like, oh, yeah, you think that would be bad? Just watch this fungus stuff that right. can happen. Like, your virus stuff ain't nothing. Um, mm-hmm. And now with this one, just imagine going, oh, this thing is spreading. What do, What should we do? Bomb it? Yeah, exactly. Oh. The old uh, Raccoon City solution. Just, right. Uh, but no, I absolutely loved this opening of episode two. I do believe that we are going to get um scenes of the before times and the history of different things i do think my prediction is episode three because obviously um anyone that's played the game knows that uh, that, um bill is up next and trying to get his car and they've mentioned his name already Mm -hmm. in that episode um with them saying hey we need to you need to go see bill and he will take her off your hands so they're already hinting towards it um, trailers are showing it. So I do think we're going to see Bill and Frank and their, their before history at the beginning of this mm-hmm. episode. It won't be as much world building. It'll be just more Bill and Frank building. Cause right. At again, the anybody of- that's mm-hmm. anyone that's played the game knows that Frank is not a major character and is going to get a lot more screen time in the show than he did in the game. No spoilers for those that have never played the game. Hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's. We'll talk about that next time since we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Uh, this time, it's really more of a, a Joel and Ellie and and Tess showcase yes. as we see them 
bond and also do some very typical last of us things like, oh so good be- be- before we get to that again mm-hmm. I, I know i always, i'm the one that goes down up through all the rabbit holes and stuff oh yeah, yeah. no if you want to do b- b- beat by beat we can do that well not not as not as much beat by beat but more of i want to get your idea on a theory that had come out after the first episode that may have been confirmed by that opening section okay of episode two so everyone was going off about a bread theory after the first episode it was bread that helped spread this virus Mm. and and the fungus got in the bread and then here we go beginning of episode two it is a what was a flour and grain company Mm -hmm. in indonesia that spread it oh you're right so if you ever go want to go back and just look at the little nuances of episode one like the grandma, what is she doing when you first meet her? She's eating biscuits. And then Joel and Ellie, the entire episode, are avoiding, you know, he's talking about being on the Atkins diet, but I think that was just to avoid, you know, going over to his neighbors. But and people, yeah, well, just, that was just an that. excuse. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they make cookies, but Ellie never eats any of it, but the neighbors do. Um, they didn't have flour for pancakes that morning, so they had to go with something else. Uh, Joel was supposed to bring home a cake, didn't bring home the cake. So they avoided all of oh. these different things that could have infected everyone else's was the theory in episode one and the way it was played off in episode two. It's like, well, maybe people were on to something. And I just have to say before we move on, that opening was amazing. I don't know that lady's name that, mm-hmm. that played yeah, that scientist, mm-hmm. but she like nailed home the seriousness of everything that was going on in Indonesia and just I, I joked about the whole bombing thing, but that was not what you were expecting. To no, that was mouth and the <laughs> seriousness of it. And well, and just you could just see the effect of now I need to go home and see my family for. The yeah. Last time. You, I mean, so I think good. you can you can read you can read it in her face long before she says mm-hmm. it because it's you know, it's it's like the debrief of the prologue. But it's also, you know, the military official is trying to, you know, get guidance. You know, you're the mm-hmm. expert. You help us stop this thing what do we do and she already she's like several steps ahead of him that like right because you know from the point where um she looked in that zambi's mouth and the fungus was growing out of the zambi's mouth mm-hmm. uh she has like known that like oh no it's over like this is it mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know she's she's had some time to come to terms with that at that point and she's just kind of you know it's it, it's almost like she's made peace, right? Like I just want to spend as much time with my family as I can right. until this is over because there's not very much time left. Beautiful, um, really, really great, great acting, um, mm-hmm. very well done. Uh, you can it did remind it reminded me a lot of, um, and it makes sense because it's the same producers. In fact, this is a big part of the marketing that we haven't talked about is that they keep mm-hmm. touting that it's like from the producers of Chernobyl, the mm-hmm. people who made Chernobyl were involved in this, and uh, you know it's very much a Last of Us thing. But I do see that influence, and those are kind of two flavors that go very well together. I think like a little bit of the procedural, um, you know, very. Uh, down to earth. I mean, it's not like Last of Us didn't do that also. So it just kind of fits. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that was why, you know, we've watched a lot of garbage on this show. <laughs> right. um, but this is why I had like decent optimism about this project when it first got announced. Well, when mm-hmm. it got announced with these directors involved, because mm-hmm. Chernobyl was so good and it's it fits 
the 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 narrative style that would work well with The Last of Us, plus adding Neil Druckmann as as part of mm-hmm. the whole producing. And he's di- role. he's directing this time. He directed this one. It's his directing debut. I thought he did a really good job, and obviously he was getting some guidance throughout the way. And I, I just think it was a perfect marriage between these two styles that works really well. And then mm-hmm. when you just, for the most part, follow the baseline of the game, which again, most movies or TV shows just do not do. They're like, well, we'll put the names of the characters in there and, and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of their style, but we're going to do our own story. So no, it's, this is the story of the last of us with some extra tweaks and some fixes that, you know, Neil has changed in his mind how he wanted things to go from when this game came out, what, eight, ten years ago now, whenever it was so long ago, um, and and some input from the other directors and producers, and it, it it's just working so well. Uh, can you point to some more uh, uh, some more changes that you've observed in this episode? For, for, uh, 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 um, well, there's a major things? one. There's a major one at okay. the end of the episode that we'll get to, but the mm. one that they they kind of hint at throughout the episode, or they talk about, and what I believe that if we do get a Last of Us Part Three, which I mean, again, I think we talked about it last episode. There, there's enough cliffhangers and loose ends that they could um felt like they were setting themselves up for it that this will be part of the third game because neil Druckmann has even come out and said when um somebody came up with that idea he was like that's brilliant and that's the fact that this this um fungus works like a fungus in the jungle and if you step on Mm -hmm. a piece of it in one area you trigger something a mile away you kill this one zombie it's connected with other zombies in Mm -hmm. another building and then they come after you it's very much um what was that really bad biker zombie game oh oh yeah yeah well it wasn't it wasn't that bad it was like a six or seven out of ten game in my opinion days gone days gone thank you Mm -hmm. um again i only got a few hours i don't the open world was just I couldn't get into it. It had the but, Ubisoft problem where it was just yeah. overwhelming, where it's like, God, this is like a, what, 30-hour game? Do I want to spend all this time in, this, mm-hmm. in, in these environments? Um, but those, but those quick-moving hordes that are in that game, I can see be used in a different way in Part 3, and, and that kind of gets um, some ideas, I think, from this episode. And I, I think that's a really good change, and I, I like what they did. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, it to me feels like a screenwriting convenience because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now you can just kind of contrive any situation that you need to. Like, oh, you stepped on the wrong piece of ground and alerted the horde, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or um, I don't know if it's gonna like in future scenarios, and we're we're going to talk about the big set piece uh, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in future scenarios where they're dealing with a couple of zombies, it's just now like a matter of, okay, we have to like isolate these zombies somehow. We have to kill them on right. higher ground. Like if they're on the second floor of a building, it's not a problem. But if they're on the ground floor, it's a problem. Like there's so much, there's obviously mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that you can do with it, but it's also something that you can probably easily ignore in most cases. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, this time it just didn't trigger something. So I'm I'm just a little concerned now. Obviously, it they just set it up and then they used it, 
so it hasn't been mm-hmm. arbitrary so far. But right. it just feels like the kind of thing that could become arbitrary pretty quickly. It, it definitely could. And I might see it as a, a way to save money where instead of having to sneak by a horde of zombies, you're just trying to get through this area that has been taken over by the fungus. And it's one of those, if you step on the wrong spot, then you're going to trigger all of them mm-hmm. that are off screen. So we don't have to render all that stuff. We don't have to put makeup on all these people. Instead, we just have to you know, paint the mm-hmm. floor and, and put all the special effects with that. Maybe it's a, it's a money saving thing down the line, but it, it could be a very interesting game mechanic and very difficult because you can't really, Place yeah, you exactly can't look at your stepping. feet <laughs> in a uh, third person. Plus, it's a VR thing. Maybe we'll get The Last of Us VR, mm. and that that'll be the whole thing. I think yeah. they need something to sell that that PlayStation VR too, right? Yeah, I don't know. It, it it's almost like they needed something to replace, you know, because they made it not airborne. Yes. So now it's like okay, we're adding this other level of threat where yeah. basically it just becomes. Very easy for us to trigger any kind of zombie action that we need. Mm-hmm. Way, we ta- you're talking about other changes, just character changes that I, that I brought up in the first episode that I still absolutely love is Bella Ramsey's version of Ellie just being more crass and mm-hmm. kind of, not over the top, but uh, like Ellie had some great one-liners in the game. And, mm-hmm. and now at this one, she is even more bold with her statements and, that whole confrontation at the beginning of not the episode, but of our Ellie and Joel journey of this episode where she's eating her sandwich and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she gets staring right at her. She can eat bread. No problem. Yeah. But, but just the fact that they're just staring at her and just waiting for things to turn and kind of the tension of that conver- conversation added in with some of the, the, the funny lines that, that are going on. Without it, it was just pretty good. I, I like that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the characterization continues to be excellent. I feel like they've tweaked Tess and Joel a little bit, but it may also yeah. be my bad memory of the game because they made Joel very much from the start. Joel does not, uh, you know, th- we start with past the opening sequence, we start with a big argument kind of at the point where we left off, where we learned that Ellie has been bitten but mm-hmm. doesn't turn. And they've watched her overnight now, and Tess is basically convinced and has hope and things that, like, okay, maybe she's the real deal. Maybe this could really be the cure for one. And, you know, Joel is just long, like, we've heard about this a million times. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. He still doesn't trust that she's not going to turn zombie at some point. So they, from the from the start, they set it up more like, Joel just doesn't believe in the cure or in, you know, the prospect of anything. He's, he's lost all hope. Whereas, whereas Tess has not. Um, And so Tess becomes more, I think his anchor in this episode than she was in the video game, where it's one of those things where hopefully his, um, her memory is going to inspire him down the line, you know, to push forward though. Of course, you know, we can't talk about the ending, but right. It also will tie nicely into the ending, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that they've done in this episode, I, I think they did a good job to give Joel maybe a slightly stronger arc here. Yeah, and, and I, I, I think and, so too. And that's just kind of what you can get when you don't have to have gameplay and you can just focus mm-hmm. on the story. And, you know, it's been out there for 10 years and you still have the same director who wants to tweak mm-hmm. some things and add some things. And, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you go back to the original game and Tess is 
just kind of there. Right. Right. She never feels like she's going to be a main character. She's just kind of your sidekick for a bit that you then eventually lose in this section of the game. And while her death in the video game does prompt Joel to go, all right, I'm going to do her last bidding Mm -hmm. and take her off on this journey and try to at least pass her off to somebody, if not, you know, take her myself. Um, it, they did a much better job, I think, of showing the past that Tess and Joel have had, mm-hmm. the relationship that they have had, not not just a romantic thing, but as you like you said, I think you nailed it perfectly. Tess was Joel's anchor. Uh, without Tess, I don't think Joel survives twenty years. Right, and she she is she's like his conscience or his Jiminy Cricket or something, even in this mm-hmm. episode where you know she's got this lesson to impart on him that he's not ready to learn yet, but maybe you know her death and going forward uh that'll all resonate but um you know i i I thought this is just in general and not just because i love anna torv um who is great uh Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna miss now that they killed off the character but you know with what she was given i thought this was a big improvement over video game tess Oh yeah, Anna Anna Torv absolutely killed it. You you brought it up in the first episode too. Obviously, them expanding Tess and allowing her to expand on that character absolutely helped too. But you know, it did a great job of making you feel for when she died. I think in the video game, it happens so early on in your journey, and Tess is just again kind of that sidekick character that right. it doesn't you got, impact you. It's twenty there, miles of game after that. Out of all of the deaths that happen in the game, I, I think Tess ranked near the bottom as far as actual main characters are concerned. And now they, they made it really impactful. And they do obviously change the way she dies. And will they made it way more badass? <laughs> they made it very interesting. And and I, I like I actually like the changes that they've basically taken Fedra completely out of this show. Mm-hmm. Right. Which it makes sense because Fedra was basically thrown into the game just to give you more combat and and more gameplay sections, and you don't need that. So we don't need Fedra. It's just about Joel and Ellie's journey through all this crazy infected. Obviously, when they get to a place like Pittsburgh, they will have to deal with actual humans and mm-hmm. and all the raiders and and everything there. But it it made more sense. And then their journey through, uh, we'll get to the really awesome scene with the clickers here. In a second, mm-hmm. but it was after the clickers, I think, was the best moment that Anna Torv had of this entire show where she knows she's bitten. Everyone that's played the game knows she has just been bitten because they know what's mm-hmm. about to happen. But regular audience do not. And Joel and Ellie do not. And her just sitting on that rooftop for that extra few seconds mm-hmm. and just kind of pondering what she's going to do with this last little moment of her time. is so good. It's amazing by Anna. Yeah, yeah, she's wonderful. Um, everybody continues to be really good. I mean, I, I don't know if we'll have anything negative to say about any of the acting in this from what we've seen so far. Uh, but yeah, so it I think it's you're right, it's a good idea to skip like some of the you know groups and infighting in the initial mm-hmm. town because who cares? You know, get yeah. the characters on the road, get them on the journey, you know, get the story started. Uh, you're right, all that stuff is just tutorial. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have narrative value as much. So makes perfect sense. Um, you know, when they get to, is that, is that, that's not Pittsburgh. What's, what, what city are they? Are we're, they... we're in Boston right now. Oh yeah, that's Boston. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. I'm 
Actually, I've even been to Boston and did not think of that. Um, but yeah, so going through Boston, what it reminded me of actually, and I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, uh, Logan's Run. I have not. Okay, in Logan's Run, uh, you know, one of the big kind of set pieces of the movie, one of the you know what the one of the things the movie's building up to is you know there's a future civilization post-apocalyptic and you know there's two of them that finally leave like the dome that they all live in and venture into the outside world and they go to um what they find they come across washington dc and we see like washington dc all overgrown like obviously you know the big influence of when you think of you know games like fallout uh you know whenever they do their concept art that's kind of the thing that Logan Swan was doing. And um, I've always thought that Logan Swan was maybe the best depiction of like a post-apocalyptic overgrown, you know, a city that he recognized, but everything is kind of taken over by vines and things. Mm-hmm. And man, Boston is a contender. Like it yeah. looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I know a, lot those... of, a lot of people are making fun of uh, all the CGI and such. Of course they have to. <laughs> but it looked really Making good. Making fun of it. I mean, the CGI oh, looks people, great. When you have such a great show like this, people have to nitpick and stuff. And yeah, but what's that, that is one of the nitpicks I've seen. And it's like this. The nitpick I'm with is you. that it looks great. The nitpick is that there is CGI. Yeah, that's the there's nitpick? a noticeable CGI. It's like noticeable. Of okay, of course there's CGI people. I thought the CGI was incredibly well done. And that was good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with them. But okay, just saying. From things that I have seen. Yeah. But, I mean, Logan's yes. Run obviously is using matte paintings and stuff and does an amazing mm-hmm. job of that. But I mean, digital matte paintings, this is the modern equivalent of it. Um, yeah. Thought it worked really well. So so I love that. And then, mm-hmm. and then yeah, they show there's this, this shot, you know, when they're still on the roof and they're looking down at the street. Mm-hmm. And you see it's it's really weird. It's like a... One of the most disconcerting things I've seen in a zombie movie or TV show where the zombies are just kind of like milling about on the ground, like they're just rolling around on the ground. And then there is just this like streak of light that keeps passing over them. And every time that the streak of light passes over the zombie horde on the ground, they start like twitching as if they were in agony. And mm-hmm. then when they light past them by, they stop twitching. So you just like, okay, they're weirdly like reactive to sunlight and they're interacting with the ground in some way. But man, it was an eerie thing. Mm-hmm. And they do such a good job where I, I think most directors or most shows would zoom in on this stuff and make it very apparent what's going on down there. Yeah, we just that see whole shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. that whole shot was up from the rooftop. You can kind of look and the whole time you're like are they rolling what, what are they doing down there and i think that's exactly what they were wanting to do and obviously it'll play in through the the next seven episodes i'm sure and it continues it's obviously i think some of them are rolling on the ground so they can be in contact with the rest of this fungus um telephone system that they have created in the city of boston and it'll be really interesting i liked it a lot do you think they were communicating or something Maybe. Or, or or just listening in or i mean again there's a as a fungus oh, in them, like, so i'm sure like literally the putting, does mess with them and like the expression put your ear to the ground kind of thing yeah maybe i don't well we will kind of see how it all goes and maybe it's one of those things that they you have to roll around because if you don't roll around 
at all, then you get stuck to the ground. The fungus just hooks you in and then turns into a clicker. So I don't yeah. know. I'm I want to know more about crap. what was going on there, but it yeah. was eerie. And um, you're right. I thought it was very effective. Mm-hmm. Something they've been doing throughout, apart from obviously the prologues and stuff where we see other perspectives. But mm-hmm. they've been very good with the zombie encounters to have it be v- just from the perspective of the characters that we're following and not showing us any more than the characters would see. All right. I want to get your opinion on the clicker scene and uh, the museum mm-hmm. and and what you th- how do you think the introductions to these creatures worked for you? Oh, I thought it was great. So, so yeah, um, after they kind of see that horde that's milling about on the mm-hmm. ground, they, as you say, go through, the, like, okay, we're going to go around them. We're going to pass through this museum. And this is about maybe 10 minutes of this episode or so where we're just in like, okay, this is a classic, like a Last of Us level, right? We got to... We gotta sneak our way through this abandoned and 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 scary building. There might be zombies around that we're gonna trigger, and then we're gonna have a close quarters combat encounter. That's exactly exactly what happens. I mean, that was like wow, you know, you talk about translating game to screen. Yes, um, they did an amazing job of that. I do think that I, I did have during some of the sneaking around. I did have the feeling of like. Yeah, it'd be better if I was playing this. Like, it right. did have a little bit of of the because it was something that you recognize so clearly as an interactive mm-hmm. sequence that you're like, oh, this should be interactive, so, maybe. So, two things on on that topic. I'm gonna hit the mm-hmm. the low hanging fruit, and every other media that I have watched has said the same thing. It yeah. is shocking to me that they got my gameplay from The Last of Us. In yours because of the screw-ups just because of you try to sneak it doesn't work and then you just run around frantically trying to kill things mm-hmm. um I, many people have made that joke is far from an original take and two you know we when they announced that they were coming out with the last of us part one basically remake mm-hmm. remodeling um game last fall and everyone freaked out why do why do we need the third version of this game and why why are we doing that Mm-hmm. This is exactly why, and they're this doing is- it so brilliantly because now with PlayStation Plus, where they do their updates mid month, you can now play the. You get two free hours if you're a PlayStation Plus oh, premium okay. member. I think whatever one has the game trials, um, but now they've added a two hour trial of The Last of Us Part One. So hey, you liked what you've seen from the first couple episodes? You could play two hours and then come join in on the fun. And by the way. I have seen side-by-sides of what The Last of Us looked like in mm-hmm. the original game compared to part one. And anyone says that they, it's no improvement is blind. Mm. But but I'm with but, you where I've watched these two episodes and I'm just going, so when do I start my next run? Of <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to be playing this. Uh, but yeah, though no, the clicker, I thought the clicker looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the initial kind of appearance of him and, you know, their attempts frantic attempts to take pot shots at him and then you know joel is like wrangling with him and tess is taking a shot and uh really really well done very exciting the only thing that we missed out on and i think Mm -hmm. it would have nailed home a joke is ellie should have thrown a sandwich at it (laughs) i think that might be my favorite line of this whole show so yeah yeah he doesn't want to give her a gun so i have a gun no you can have a gun fine i'll just throw a sandwich at it so it would have been great if all of a sudden 
the, the clicker sees Joel and screams, and all of a sudden a sandwich comes just bouncing. Maybe that callback will be later in the season. That would be good, too. <laughs> but no, I love that scene. It was very tense. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm with you. The, the practical effects that they use on the clickers is beautiful, and they do a fantastic job with that. And yes, it's 1,000% exactly how it feels like in the games, especially when you screw up as, as they do, where it's, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. And then all hell breaks loose. And then it's like, well, I I've now used all of my weapons. I wish I had the assault rifle that he did at the beginning of the game, but I don't, it's not a nitpicky thing. It works well for the show, but he does get that weapon until later. Exactly. But it's, I wish I had it that early. I, I would have used all of the bullets. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, that's really, I mean, that's the episode, right? We get yeah, and then we get to the, the we get the character anime. building. Oh yeah, yeah, we we get the journey through through Boston and through the the hospital and that or the museum. Sorry, and then yeah, we we get to the um, what I guess would have been the drop off point. Yes. Yeah, they were uh, and, meeting at the, uh, the Capitol for the drop-off. Yeah, so they're meeting. They're supposed to meet some fireflies there, and the fireflies are all dead. And, uh, of course, the horde is coming. So, uh, And we've just learned that Tess is uh, infected, so it's time for Tess to have her last stand to help Joel and Ellie get away. So and, did you uh, like... So, so you said you, you like the change, because it was Fedra officers that attack in the game, mm-hmm. and here they kill the infected that were on the ground mm-hmm. that were the fireflies i also love that line of was there a firefight here or whatever or was there mm-hmm. who killed them and it's like no one yeah. got infected and they all killed each other yeah everybody lost <laughs> the infected they, they and all, the non-infected all lost so i it was like that, that was a really fantastic line um but that was where we kind of see the the whole fungus talking to each other because the fungus they, they show it kind of wrapping around one of the dead infected and then here comes the rest of the horde and that is where Tess goes you need to take her to Bill which is mm-hmm. the same kind of thing they do in the game um, just usually the Fedra builder your Fedra people trying to break down the door you need to take him to Bill to heal he uh, will take him off your hand and you know we can make this still work and then the infected come running in and it, it was shot very interestingly and I liked it Mm-hmm. So, uh, as far as the change, I generally expect a lot less Fedra and a lot less mm-hmm. human death in this show than in the game. Uh, not that, you know, obviously I still think, you know, the greatest monster of all is man and all that. Those are still mm-hmm. going to be themes. I mean, that's those are themes of a lot of zombie stories, if not most. Uh, but while I definitely think there's going to be evil humans for them to contend with, I don't think we're going to get oh, no, there's, you know, 50 Fedra officers outside right. of our door that we need to murder now uh, just because you just wouldn't want your TV series protagonists to be just killing that many regular humans. Oh, yeah. And um, honestly, all the time. I, I've, I've I thought about this more than I should, but I, mm-hmm. I think we have three scenes left that they will keep that will be Joel and Ellie fighting actual humans or Mm -hmm. Joel fighting actual humans. I think there's only three that they will keep and all of them are very, very impactful. Mm -hmm. Though we can't. Yeah. Yeah, I know which ones you're talking about, but we can't Mm -hmm. talk about them yet. Uh, 
But it definitely is a thing uh, where, you know, even the ending, I think the ending is going to be a lot less, um, uh, sorry, I should say a lot more impactful than it would be if Joel and Ellie were just this, these like murder machines mm-hmm. throughout the show, like they are in the video game. Uh, kind of the same situation as, and I don't know, did we review the Uncharted movie? I think we might have. No, that came uh, out after we went on break. Oh, darn. Well, I watched it by myself anyway. Yes, I have seen it too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and we will need to rewatch it because I, I want your takes on it. Well, yeah, I I have some takes for sure. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, that's an analog for me where imagine that Uncharted movie if Nathan Drake shot as many people as he does in the video. Like, imagine oh, yeah, if yeah, in yeah. that movie if Nathan Drake was just mowing down hundreds of people in his quest no, for treasure. I, not to, to go down a crazy rabbit hole, but I... I Un- the Uncharted movie made it a more comical way of eliminating enemies than the I'm just switching mm-hmm. through all my guns to to blast through waves of enemies. Yeah. So, you know, that works a lot better for a movie where you're supposed to like the hero. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing is true here. I think, uh, you know, when jo- when they have to take some human lives, it'll be a big deal. And they'll make a big thing out of it, you know, mm-hmm. where it'll be very visceral. Yeah. And, and and meaningful. So I definitely yeah. think it's coming, but mm-hmm. it makes sense that we don't have a shootout here or, or that Tess isn't blowing up a bunch of soldiers. Right. Uh, her- and it is funny that you bring up Uncharted because we get a uh, a nod to Uncharted in this scene with Tess and the lighter not working. That mm. is straight out of the Uncharted movie <laughs> that just refuses to to light. The whole time. Yeah, that just made me wish, like, she had the time. She should have, could have just grabbed one of the many, many grenades off the floor. Yeah. Before Speaking the of, why didn't Joel and Ellie take some of the grenades off the floor? And should have taken we some might, grenades. We might need this. Yeah. Uh, well, they didn't have a lot of time, so it makes, no, it no, no. makes sense. But, like, Tess, it just seemed like she had maybe 30 seconds where she could have done something. Uh, but, again, she didn't know that her lighter was not going to work. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at that point, maybe it was already too late. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I wasn't super crazy about the lighter malfunction part of it. Right. Um, <laughs> that, you know, it's, I don't know, it's a bit of a, it's a thing we've seen before. It's a bit of a cliche. I didn't even, I didn't even remember that it was an uncharted thing. I just was like, oh yeah, this again. <laughs> you know, a lot of, oh. a lot of th- uh, shows do this. You should remember it's an uncharted thing. They used it 74 times in that movie. Oh, wow. Okay. That's not true. I, it's, uh, but they used it a lot. Well, and I'm a fan of that movie, but it's not good. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Uh, yeah, I, I'm the lighter. That was the least yeah. thing I was paying attention to. We'll talk about that at some <laughs> oh, point. Oh yeah, we'll get to that once we get through the last. I've got words sure. about it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. Have, well, well, that'll be a really fun episode because um, I, I, I here's a sneak preview of that episode. Jens, you're a thousand percent right with everything that you just said about how horrible this movie is, but I had fun. <laughs> And that'll that'll be kind of how that show goes, I think. You know, I I just want to go back to, if you're saying people are complaining about the CGI in Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Last of Us, the CGI in The Last of Us is on another level. It's in a totally different stratosphere Mm -hmm. than the CGI in the Uncharted movie, which is a theatrical movie. Yeah. No, I I don't agree with it, but when you have such great content like we have with this show 
you're gonna try to make up whatever you can and it's just it is what it is there's so many horrible cgi environments in that uncharted movie like they oh, didn't yeah. do anything for real in that movie no <laughs> so absolutely not all right it could be much um, worse you gotta ask do you have a score for episode two sir hmm that's a great question I don't think it's quite as strong as the first episode. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but it's very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it also it has big highlights. Maybe not as big as you know the the outbreak driving scene in the first one. Um, but you know, it's just kind of continuing a really high level of quality can't really ding it very much it doesn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. um i'm just gonna go a half a point i'm just gonna go to a 9.5 that's funny because i went down just half a point from my 9.5 to a nine mm-hmm. and i almost didn't i almost just kept it the same but yeah I, I i just feel at this point that we're gonna have nine 9.5s for me if i had not changed it a little bit i mean that'd be fine if it's true it you could know. be um Again, I'm with you. There wasn't any like major missteps in the episode at all. I thought the opening was super impactful for not having any actual like main characters in it and just kind of showing mm-hmm. you the origin and and doing it in a way where somebody that just wants to watch the show is like, oh, that's interesting. This is the the beginning of the outbreak, and then you get people like myself and all these different people on YouTube that are like breaking down every possible segment hmm. of it and then going into theory mode and and tweaking things and again that's why i like maximilian dude and all of his takes on final fantasy 7 remake so it's just fun to think about while we wait for the second game to come out and now like uh, my girlfriend has said that she really wishes this was like a netflix show instead so we just got all nine episodes so we could just binge it oh yeah sure the, the waiting we, we've gotten to that point we're just waiting a week just sucks so, like, even in some of the other shows that we watch, right, we're both Survivor fans, that mm-hmm. we will wait a couple weeks into the season so we can sit down and watch two or three episodes at a time mm-hmm. and pretend we're binging it. And we, you just can't with The Last of Us. But it is nice to now have this week of theory making that you don't get when it's binging because there's just nothing to theorize because everyone's watched it already. I'm of two minds about this. I love binging as much as the next guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is with certain shows, especially shows that are very intense, like this yeah. one, it is actually nice to have that break and have time to like process it, oh, yeah. and let it sit. Um, and I think we, we miss that. And there is something lost in the discourse with a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Because when a Netflix show comes out, there'll be two or three days of conversation while everybody binges it. And then it is swiftly forgotten by everyone. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, you know, the weekly release schedule just, just, you know, I mean, Mandalorian, I think, proved that out uh, with its run of the first season, you know, because that was such a big weekly water cooler show in the way that shows used to be. If you think back at like, you know, man, remember when Lost was a thing and we would mm-hmm. talk about Lost every week or Game of Thrones? Um so I like that The Last of Us is is a water cooler show like that. I think it's the right choice. I think it's going to give it legs. And I think especially for people 
you know, the people you're watching are people who are like fanatic about the game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're fanatic about the game and you already know all the big things, uh, of course, you're going to focus on the minutia. But mm-hmm. um, I like to think of this as a show for normal people, uh, <laughs> actually, because uh, well, it doesn't. It, it shows with how many people are watching this thing. Ex- exactly. It totally is. Right. It, it's obviously made to be, you know, a real prestige television show and not just, you know, we dashed off, you know, a license thing because we could because we got the license to something with an IP and a name recognition that we want to make some money off, mm-hmm. which is how most video game movies happen. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you, but for sure, congratulations to everyone that's made this. What was it? 5.7 million people watched it. Wow. Like that yeah. first day which was up 22% from their last week's record-breaking stuff. And mm-hmm. I want to say it took two days for them to get over 10 million, according to this Variety um, report that I'm looking at. Episode one is now up to 18 million viewers. That's amazing. So it's been fantastic. And they do a great job of satisfying those that are fans of the game, but still making it, really goddamn good yeah and yes. everyone else out there take please take notice all those people that are making the ninety-eight thousand video game adaptations right now um mm-hmm. fallout god of war it's too late for gran turismo because what the hell is that but is there a trailer for which for gran turismo there is there's a uh sneak peek looking thing i'll send okay. it to you when we get done okay um but it's too late for that show. Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah, have, for the rest of them, this is how you do it. Yeah, I mean, I have my doubts about Fallout. Yeah, you know, me too. It, it's a good setting. You can do things with it. You don't have to do any of the game's stories. But uh, well, now and the fact like, that they've already came out saying it's a brand new vault, so it's going to be a brand new story. So it's all about the setting. So hopefully, they just nail the story and hit the setting right. But yeah, well, yeah, I'm just I'm very skeptical. Uh, oh, yeah. which so far, we have to be in this this line of work and that's an amazon show um i don't know did you watch uh speaking of that sort of thing how did mm-hmm. you where do you stand on the amazon's um lord of the rings i have not watched that yet i am literally okay. i got way behind on stuff i am two episodes into house of dragon to show you just, oh yeah yeah all, all this stuff started coming out and my life was super busy and I was like, I, I don't want to get into this right now. And I, I, I've I've stuck to the goofier shows like Stranger Things and Cobra Kai. Like I'll mm-hmm. keep up with those because they're shorter. Um, but yeah, I, I know that much. I mean, but that's the problem with with binging, also, right? Like, I'm much less likely to even embark on a show if it just dumps, you know, right. a dozen episodes on me at a time mm-hmm. versus something that I can consume in in smaller increments and. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't even even with this like uh I mean I was going to check it out I didn't really wasn't like super hype or had huge expectations or you know like I could see it in an alternate universe where I may not even have started watching it yet last of us right mm-hmm. so it's really uh you suggesting that we starting the podcast back up that's like yeah. okay cool I have right a reason in. yeah <laughs> even though it's something that my wife won't watch with me I have to watch it by myself I can oh, imagine yeah. that I'm like, oh, I'm kind of watching it with Randy, I guess. So it's still it's still a social thing. And then I have to bug you throughout the week. Have you watched it yet? Have yeah. Have you watched it yet? <laughs> well, I, I'm usually – I don't 
get to watch on Sunday night usually. So it, mm-hmm. it's like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thing for me, whichever night yes. I can make time. Uh, I'm the exact opposite. I'm glad it's out on Sunday because that's like the one night I can just chill. okay. So it works out oh. really good. If it wasn't if like if it came out like on a Monday night, yeah, yeah. Who knows? I'd have to. I mean, I could watch it during the day, but I wouldn't be able to watch it with Haley, and then she'd yell at me. And yeah, that's how well, that goes. I'm glad that's working out so far. Uh, it just means that you know we're not going to be like day and date or like no, we're no, not, no. We're not doing a discussion, you know, the day after. And and honestly, I kind of like it because then I I get to uh, go down the, the wormhole a little bit before we have our discussion. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Which is the exact opposite tag of what I'm doing. I'm yeah. shutting myself off from everything that's not the show itself. So I like it. All right, two episodes down. It's been fantastic. Yep, yep, enjoying it. Enjoying it. more. All right, that is going to do it for our second episode of The Last of Us HBO Show. Um, Mm -hmm. If you have made it this far and you've not watched the episodes, I don't know what you're doing, um, but please go do it. And, yeah, let us know what you think as well for the show. We'll be back next week with episode three. Uh, I I feel like it's going to be more of a spin-off-y episode uh, they'll, they'll hit some main story bits, but I think we're going to get more of backstory then. The Didn't watch hit. the previous, so I'll be surprised. Absolutely. It'll be fantastic. But we'll be back next week talking about that. But for now, that's Jens. I'm Randy. We'll see you next week.